Welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And to start this week, instead of talking bollocks, Amy, I want to talk about bollocks. I I don't. Can we not? Look, we've talked about lady (laughs) things, gross lady stuff, so many times (laughs) on this podcast. It's time to just talk about balls. I've got some new shorts. And they go alongside, you know, a couple other pairs of shorts I have. Now, one of the pairs of shorts I have are branded with my club logo, and they are loose. Like, the lining inside them, very loose, very risky. Like, you know, if you kind of run a little bit fast, there's risk that things um, end up not where they're supposed to be. Um, But I've got this new pair of shorts that are, like, proper, like, Nike racer shorts. And they are cut so high. Like, I've never had shorts that, like, come right, almost, like, basically have my hips out which i think is probably normal for a lot of people it's not for me the lining in them very tight very narrow and again just it feels very risky i guess there needs to be a tightness there to keep everything in place but Mm. just when they're so narrow as well it's not quite doing the job that i need it to now i'm not boasting or anything but i'm just saying (laughs) It makes me nervous. Like, again, another pair of shorts. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. Absolutely, you should be. So, like, the two out of, like, the three pairs of shorts I have, I'm not sure I can cycle in for for very different reasons. Well, actually, for the same reason, really, but in just different ways. So, it's a minefield. It's probably, again, something you've never needed to think about. I was just going to say, like, it's not something that's spoken about too much because there's all the stuff around sports bras. We know all the issues around sports bras. And also, like, you know, I guess sports bras are less talking about boobs and stuff. It's like it's not as private, you know, boobs are just boobs. They're there to be babies. It's a thing everyone talks about. now. Yeah, it's fine. It's no, it's no big deal. Who cares? But like talking about your bits, (laughs) stuff getting shaved. I think that's a bit more like people don't want to talk about it. And it does happen. I'm pretty sure we've covered it. There's been a couple of instances that I remember in the news of people running and things fall out. I remember, I'm sure it's like a 400 meter runner, maybe something like that. And there's definitely been a marathon runner who's finished with his cock out. And it's because of these, because of these shorts. And yeah. so I want to raise awareness of proper sized lining for running shorts. Uh, if yes. anyone has any testicle stories, delighted to hear them. No pictures though, please. No pictures. Now, I think we've <laughs> talked about chafing before and that's a whole issue, but this is just an issue of concealment. The thing is as well, I can imagine, well, it's hard for me to imagine. I'm not that familiar with the male anatomy, but <laughs> I, I, I can imagine that it is like a minefield because there's so much going on down there, like keeping everything in place. Like your boobs are just your boobs, you know what I mean? Like it's just like pretty straightforward, but I feel like there's a lot going on down there to keep under control. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, because I guess there's like, you must get lining in women's shorts, but it's fairly straightforward. It's just kind of... I don't really understand what it's for, actually, when there's lining in women's shorts, yeah. to be honest. I, I I think it's so you don't have to wear underwear, but I, I don't know. A lot of my yeah, shorts sure. are a lot of my shorts aren't lined, to be honest. Um, the, the sh- I have had shorts from, from Nike, actually, that have like pants built into the shorts, like underwear built into the shorts. Yeah, this is, this is kind of what I'm talking about. It's that kind yeah. of thing. But often they aren't, I mean, other people might tell me differently, but often they aren't, I mean, I wear men's shorts now because I just like my shorts a little bit longer. So obviously they've got lining in. Um, But a lot of the women's shorts I've had in the past don't tend to have lining in. Maybe I'm wrong there. I don't know. Yeah. And there's there's just a lot of variation in the uh, amount that you're given. 
is what I'm right. saying. I see, I see. And so it, it, it is very tricky to find something right. So now I've got one pair that's too long, one pair that's uh, too short, and those those are both my, my club-branded shorts. So I still yeah. need to do a little bit more work there. Yeah, you got to be careful with, like, the brand identity if you don't want anything going wrong in, like, branded shorts, do you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to drop a ball like a park run and have my... Uh, <laughs> have the club logo on show that would be poor form for a variety of reasons anyway let's move on (laughs) let's move on so we are happy to confirm that aggressive marketing it really does work for potential male listeners as we talked about last time at martin owen 92 on the twitter was looking for recommendations for podcasts we were suggested and he replied a little while later that he was sold with the quote run with your fucking dog you puffed (laughs) <laughs> so that will inform all of our ongoing marketing. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I dropped that the, the piece in the last episode. Afterwards, I thought like that's kind of bad, isn't it? But I am a member of the LGBTQ plus, so I feel like I can. I can say. say I can say. I can say whatever I want. I could drop any slurs, but um, but yeah, but don't I, be gay. You run with your dog. <laughs> it worked. Got us it a listener. Or, or be really gay and run with your dog. I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. No. So yeah. So that kind of yeah, more aggressive marketing is what we need to attract yeah. people. I mean, to be fair, we are kind of that anyway. We do a lot of that kind of thing. We do insult our listeners quite a lot. We're incredibly homophobic and racist and uh, bigoted, and that's just it. Just works. <laughs> just a basic statement about it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Good. Thanks, uh, Rosie and Nelly at Rosie Wrinkles says, "I have a complaint about this episode. Stuart said the dog went the wrong way around a tree." Clearly, this was human error, as dogs always go the right way. A point proven by the fact that the human always ends up following the dog. Yeah, that is true, to be fair. I can't. I, yeah. I don't have a strong argument for that. No, no, exactly. Like, if Pippin wants to go in a bush and then into a canal, I just have to follow her. You know, that, that's just the right go. way to go. Yep. <laughs> uh, Rosie Wrinkles uh, appears to be uh, a dog's Twitter account, which is this is fine. I mean, you've got dog Twitter accounts. Did you have yes. the discussion when you set them up? Like, do we go first person or third person? Oh, it, it's hard. It is. It is difficult. I mean, I know lots of people do first person, and that's okay. But I didn't want to go into that level of crazy. That's a whole yeah. other level, isn't it? That's a whole other level. So, but then sometimes when I'm like, so Freya, Freya has, if, if you're following our dogs, Freya is in control of Finley's account and I, I sort of run Pippin's because um, it's a two person, you know, we, there's too much admin and stuff for us both to do each of the, you know, both of them. Um, but yeah, we, we tend to do it as if we're talking about the dogs. But then when I'm sometimes posting about me and Pippin, I'm like, who am I, whose perspective am I speaking from? Because I'm very aware the audience who are reading it, are they thinking that Pippin's talking? Because it's running posting... with Pip. Is that like, is it like, oh, you're all running with yeah. Pip? Or is it I'm running with Pip? It's very complicated. It was uh, Pippin's birthday once. So I posted on her Instagram, I posted something like, happy birthday to my best running buddy. And people were commenting saying, happy birthday to me. Like the human? Oh, and I was yeah. like, no, 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 it's me, it's Amy. I, I'm, I'm talking, not Pippin. I'm talking about Pippin. So it all gets a bit, it does get a bit confusing people's expectations. Yeah. So. And sometimes you do yeah. see people that they start first person, they kind of slowly transition into third person because they th- they realise I can't keep this shtick up for too long. Or they yeah. have to switch in between, that gets complicated. Or you reply to someone and yeah, you're like yeah, replying yeah. to them and they're, re- yeah. they're replying as the dog and it gets very odd. I know, it's when dogs are talking on Pippin's Instagram, like replying on Pippin's Instagram, the dog is replying. I'm like, yeah, 
Okay, or like trying to chat Pippin up. Like I've had that. Like some dogs, Whoa. like comment. yeah, like some dogs trying to chat Pippin up on their Instagram. I'm like, what is this? What world are we? Like, what is happening here? I feel like I'm going a bit mad, but yeah, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent tangent. Definitely, <laughs> definitely worth talking about. Yeah, <laughs> let's think about that while we have some tea. Ooh. We are partnered with Bird and Blend Tea, and that means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking. And if you like the sound of it, you can go to runningisbs.com forward slash tea, click on some links, buy some tea. Amy, what are you drinking and are you recommending? Uh, I've gone for the old favourite, which is Bonfire Toffee. I just love it. It's my last serving, whatever it's called. <laughs> anyway, is it a serving? My, my last whatever from this, yeah. this bag of tea. Um, You've so got the dregs be- in there. I know, yeah. So I'll be ordering some more, but it's just—it's my go-to. It's my absolute favorite. It smells so good, and you know how good it smells because usually Freya thinks my tea smell disgusting. She'd be like, "That mm-hmm. smells like cat piss," and I'm like, "Thanks for that." It doesn't, um, but she's very sensitive to smells, and everything smells bad to her. But whenever I make my bonfire toffee, she's like, "Oh, that smells really nice. Is it, is it bonfire toffee?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is." Bonfire oh, she toffee. knows. She knows. Yeah. So she won't Freya drink likes it, but she, it. Yeah, no. she likes the smell of it. No, but if she likes the smell of it, it must mean it, it smells particularly good. So, so that's my the old the old faithful the old favorite. So. Yeah, what what are you drinking? I have got a tea that I've bought recently. I just tried for the first time just now, and I've bought basically 100% for the name Monkey Chops, which sounds oh. like a nickname you'd give your dog, who's yeah. a, bit, a little bit cheeky. Uh, it says, this banana tea is smooth, creamy, and simply the chops, which is not a phrase I'm aware of, but uh, the chops. I don't know why it's called that. Basically, it's a banana tea. It's got a little bit of coconut. It's got a little bit of vanilla. Again, like last time, it's a very good maybe like starter tea because still a black tea, a little bit flavoured of banana, not overly like like a horrible, nasty, sweet flavour banana. Mm. Just like a little bit of banana, a little bit of vanilla. It's very pleasant. I do want to try some of that. I did see it on the website. For some reason, I didn't get that one this time, but I think that's going to be another another purchase. I do, I, I do like banana-flavoured things, but not when they're super sweet and fake tasting, so... Yeah, I've got an interesting fact about banana flavour. Mm. I'm reasonably sure it's true. Now I think about it, it doesn't sound true, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, you know how banana flavoured stuff doesn't taste like bananas? Yeah. Because that banana flavour was chemically created from an old strand of bananas that we don't have anymore because they all died. And so they had to like start mass growing a new kind of banana to for the worldwide market because all the bananas we get are basically the same. Um, but that banana flavour is different because it comes from the old type of banana. I'm reasonably sure that's true. It's that's not something really I've checked in a long while. Regardless of whether that's true or not, that whenever whenever <laughs> yeah. anyone brings banana flavouring up, that's something I'm going to tell them now. It's yeah, just one absolutely. of those things, isn't it? And the, the lie, if it is just a lie, will just... It sounds propagate. good, though, doesn't it? It does. It sounds true. <laughs> Yeah, so there's yeah, something we've all learned about bananas. Uh, if you go to the website, by the way, and buy some tea, if you use the code TEAISNOTBS uh, on the thing, if you're a new customer, you get a free pouch of chocolate digestive tea, which mm. is pretty good, isn't it? It's very, and chocolate digestive is a very nice tea. Again, a nice starter tea as well. Oh, yes. Amy, what have you been up to? Uh, well, <laughs> continuing on the strand yeah. of not really talking about running this, this episode, I've not been running because I've had COVID. Oh, again? Go, why Why are we still getting COVID in 2023? Well, some of us are. I'm not. Never had it, mate. <laughs> oh, great. Never so, had it. I don't you've, ne- you've never had it? Not as far as I know. Oh, my God. Well, I think I think I had it right at the very, very, very beginning of the pandemic before there were tests because I was like, short of Oh, you are like, oh, I actually had, had it in 2017. Yeah, yeah, I had it. Yeah, I had it ages ago. And then I had, like, during the pandemic, I had a bit of a cold and I had, like, a weird test that kind of showed positive but then didn't. So maybe I had it then, but it wasn't too bad. This time, 
I, I got COVID and I have been horrifically unwell. You know, no. like all through the pandemic, I was, when people were worrying about COVID, I was like, well, you know, if you're fit and healthy, it's fine. You'll probably just have really mild symptoms or be asymptomatic or you'll just be unwell for a few days. You know, so I, I've been like reassuring myself and other people like, don't don't be scared of it unless you've got underlying health conditions. Now, I don't have, as far as I know, any underlying health conditions. Well, I'm, you do now. I do now. Yeah, I do now. I mean, um, they do say if you've had COVID before, like you are now in a vulnerable group. Yeah, yeah, I can believe that, and I do. That's why I do think that I probably did have it before, uh, and maybe during the pandemic, just asymptomatic or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I got so a few days after the uh, the canon, Freya was feeling a bit unwell and tested positive. Now, the, the this is just ridiculous because Freya is very much a homebody, so she goes out to walk the dogs into the shops for food. Mm-hmm. That is it she doesn't really go much she she uh, works from home and stuff she's got no reason to to be socializing around lots of people because she's not into all that she somehow gets covid no idea yeah. how now we were supposed to go for a trail run and you didn't yes. come along because you said oh freya's just got like a really faint line on the test yeah. so i'm just gonna you know take it easy yeah. just in case and then like two days later you were oh. absolutely fucked two days later so it started at night i had these like horrific shakes and body aches the next day i couldn't move my body was in so much pain and then yeah i've had it this is it's coming up to two weeks now and i'm only just over the last couple of days at the stage where i can go out and like walk the dogs i've been for a couple of short runs um and it felt like full-blown flu i haven't been that unwell since i had proper flu Hmm. like it was horrific like absolutely horrific i was so 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 unwell like so unwell and for the first few days i wasn't even testing positive it was only like probably about five days later that i was testing positive actually not that it matters because i couldn't have gone out anyway or done anything um but yeah yeah so it's a bit of a a bit of a pain in the ass because obviously i've got the howam coming up my next ultra in the pegasus two weeks in two weeks time and i haven't been able to run for the past two weeks at all and what really 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 annoyed me about it made me so frustrated was that i assumed during doing this slam that after my ultras and maybe it would change a bit further you know further down the line but like after the first ultra that i'd need some time to not run and recover and actually i think because i didn't you know i was talking about in the last episode i've done all this training and i felt really good during the race and stuff and within a few days i was ready to go out and run again i was fine mm. my legs weren't hurting i had no aches no pains I, I i didn't feel fatigued like the last time i did my i did my ultras i felt super fatigued and was sleeping loads i was just undertrained. and this time i was like yeah i can go straight back into like building up the training again this is fantastic i feel so confident and then i get, <laughs> I get covid and i can't run and I was so pissed off. I was like, I did all this training to the stage where I can do an ultra and then feel fine within literally two days. I was eight, I was up, I was walking the dogs, no pain, no nothing. I think on the, the third or fourth day, I went out for a run and stuff. And I was like, I'm so annoyed that I, I've done all this training. I've got to the stage where I can do an ultra and go straight back into training. And then I get COVID. And I've literally spent the last three years without covid or or if i did have covid uh, whatever the type of covid is that yeah. you don't feel like you've got it you know and it's typical like i'm doing this and i get so and i was supposed to go away for easter it was easter holidays i booked annual leave i was gonna do all this running i was gonna go and see family you know this couldn't have happened when i was at work and supposed to be in some meeting no. i didn't want to go to no 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 no. it happens when i booked annual leave 
and when I actually want to do things and go out running and stuff. Yeah, we were going to go and get a cheeky FKT today, but again, it, it just it's a really hilly one. I just said it's, yeah, we, I think we both just said like, it's probably just not a good idea. No, no, no. I, I can definitely feel it. Like I'm when I go for my runs and obviously I, I run in places that are quite quiet, but I'm like, I'm like, I'm still mm. coughing. I mean, it's not in my lungs. It's more like I'm very, very congested. Like it feels like flu. So I've yeah. been really congested. So I've got this like constant nasal drip. I'm constantly coughing. Um, and I just don't feel 100%. So I'm like, I'm okay. I'm probably going to go for a bit of a longer run tomorrow, like maybe eight miles if I feel up to it. But I'm doing like loads of walking breaks. It's all very mm. flat. I don't think my lungs have been affected that badly. I think it has mainly been congestion like in my head, like headaches yeah. and, and my nose. Probably best not to like test them though. Too much. No, exactly. That's the thing. Like, so I just thought anything super hilly, I'm just going to leave and just hope for the best with the how I'm. I, I post on the how on Facebook on the Pegasus Facebook group, and I explain. I was like, I am so upset and yeah. stressed because, you know, I was I, I'm having to miss out on all this training, and people were like, "Don't worry about it, it's fine." But from the sounds of it, a lot of the how I mean, you've done it, haven't you? The mm-hmm. first the first bit is uphill, and then it's like a gradual downhill towards the end. So, yeah. I can probably spend the first half just walking you know and then i'll probably have warmed up enough and be feeling like maybe doing a bit of a run towards the end but if there's loads of hills i'll be walking them anyway so they're just just long i I think as i said before they're just long and it's not you're not really used to doing that many hills no no. as you're a very professional coach i i would advise let your lungs recover if you go if you're up for going to the gym this week batter your legs at the gym yeah yeah i think that's what i'm gonna do i think that's what you're gonna need the strength up to two days ago, I started a very faint line. So I'm staying out of places like the gym okay. until I get like a negative. But I did one, I think it was yesterday or something. And the, I think the line's pretty much gone. So I'll probably next week, I'll test again. I don't, I don't want to spread it around. That's the other thing. I've been yeah. going out, but like places that are very quiet. Because I know you can. Technically, I can legally. I can just go to the gym, but I'm not an arsehole. So I'm not yeah. just go to the gym. Do some squats. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's been my bullshit and it's just the timing is absolutely horrific and shit like couldn't have but at least it's in the middle of the month it's not at the beginnings when you've got yeah that's true if i couldn't have done the race i couldn't have done a race say this weekend even though i am feeling a bit better and and the other thing like i said is just it's it's so silly like you know like i said fred hardly goes out and does anything social and she's the one that gets it and neither of us are doing stuff where we're you know your fault bringing it back I know, I know. There we go. So, so that's been my two weeks. It's, it's been not running. I did a bit of a run today. The dogs, the Pippin went completely nuts because she hasn't been for a run for ages. I think she was getting a bit fat. Maybe it's just me getting paranoid. Oh, but I yeah. think she's put on a bit of a belly because she's not been running. Oh. Um, but her first run out, yeah, she was just, she kept stopping and sniffing the entire way. And normally that would irritate me a bit. And I'd be like coaxing her along, like, come on, let's go. But I just let her do it because I'm yeah, like, you, you know what? It's not, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, Pippin, that you've not been able to run. So I feel bad. Yeah. So yeah, that's my week. How, how's your week been? <laughs> um, well, still injured, you know, still haven't been to the physio. Still don't really have a good reason for why not. I Again, it's one of those things I've strongly considered it and that's pretty good for me. So perhaps I'll do yeah. that at some point. First stage. Uh, I'm still increasing my distance though. Like I've just done a 50k week again, which is quite nice, even though, again, it's it's an injury there, but it doesn't, it only really hurts afterwards sometimes. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. So I've been increasing my distance again. 
so that's nice. I actually did a speed session the other day as well. Can wow. you believe it? A speed session uh, with my running club. What a weird thing to do. Um, but what I tried to do, we're doing 1K reps, which is my kind of speed session. I don't like anything short. Anything under like four, 500 meters just injures me. Um, 1K reps, ideal for me. I went, I only did three because I ran there and I ran back. Uh, so I just did three. But what I tried to do, I tried to run at the pace of our new club record marathon pace. Wow. Now, um, uh, the guy uh, who did your last race, the Canham, he finished second at that. Two weeks later, ran a marathon. His first marathon in 2.45. Holy shit. His first ever marathon. <laughs> Sped up at the end. Last 10K, absolutely smashed. Um, I tried to run at his pace, which was 3.51 kilometers, for three individual kilometers with a two-minute rest, and I mm. failed. Oh I couldn't God. run at his marathon pace as a 1K rep, which is crazy I, I used to be able to do that i think i used mm. to be able to run kilometers in like 340 but maybe 330 now and then but just couldn't couldn't get near him and again i only did three everyone else did four or five couldn't yeah. couldn't get near him that's He's an absolute machine bonkers. though like to do what was second place at the canon it was like five hours something yeah and i just that saw him at park run. and this morning week after his marathon just ran a park run pb I, he, he lapped me on the first lap did under 17 minutes for the first time so but like to be to be that good at, at ultras and at 5Ks know, and marathons? Like, that's not normal. You, you're usually good at one or the other, not both. <laughs> the boy's ridiculous. Um, so that's what I've been up to. I've actually been doing a little bit of training. No races, Ooh. really. I mean, it, it does... I, I will say, training works. I know well, nobody, well, nobody, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. But like, I've been planning ahead as well. I've been going through the summer and putting in my long runs. I haven't really planned... I only really plan long runs and everything else is just like, yeah, whatever. Do you know what? I have been considering getting a coach... Ooh. that's something that I've been I've just been thinking about it and I can't quite make up my mind if it's a good idea because I've got two big ultras this year so I'm just thinking would it be useful to have that kind of advice and experience um just to kind of guide me through that a little bit the, the thing I'm coming up against is that my run my running very my running's fairly irregular because I've got my girlfriend I've got my dog to consider as well and they have to do certain things they're running at different times if he william needs to rest i can't run with him if i need to look after him i might not have to do this i've got lots of things booked in that i want to do some races some certain runs so i just think if i got a coach i would spend the whole time saying here are all the things i've already planned here are all the things i can't do and then every week it would just be coming up with excuses of why I haven't done the thing that they've said. And then they're changing the plan for next week and then me sort of... Do- and I just feel like I'm not sure if it, that would be useful or not. Yeah. I, I, I personally think for like... I, I, I feel like... I feel like coaching, from what I can see, is maybe useful if you're like at a really high level. But also, I get it. Some people are doing it for these really, really long races and stuff mm. like that. I think I it's think, a lot more common. I know a lot more yeah. normal runners are getting coaches now, and and do and it's working for them. It's doing really well. I feel like for an ultra, if you just want to finish it, I feel like the main thing is doing the long runs and then getting all the other stuff in at some point. But I feel like it's those long runs that are really, really, really important. And I think mm. the coaches, they're more like, okay, obviously you do your long run, you do this long run, and blah, blah, blah. But then also it's like, okay, but then you also go to the gym and then you also do these runs during the week and stuff like that. And I, I think like the main thing just to perform at an ultra and finish it is the long runs. I think that's it. Mm, probably. I think they're like the really important bits. And if you want to do really well at an ultra, like there's some people I know that are doing ultras that are winning them or getting second or third. I get that because then, mm. yeah, you have to up your performance. But if the aim is to finish it, 
I think you can do it yourself. Yeah, I just wonder if that kind of, as the kind of experience aspect would be useful, someone to chat to about it and someone to give, you know, good advice as well. Is that useful? So if anyone has any experiences with coach, basically just help me out here, just help me make that decision because I I think it could be useful, but I feel like I would spend a lot of time making excuses for why I didn't do the thing and kind of just end up doing mostly my own thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I cannot make up my mind. So please help me out with that. Uh, in the meantime, you can support this podcast and my potential coaching by going to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit and donating money to us every month. Uh, Amy, we are back on form. Don't worry. I have dragged us back from the abyss. <laughs> I am back to what I know best. And here is everyone that has donated to us this month. Victoria Magnus, Kel Ryder, Steve Robson, Dawn Shepherd, Karen Hamilton, James Lampert, H. Charlie Neverson, David Yellow, Magtito, Claire Dina, Erin, Shaw Chambolic, Adult Matt Jones, Sandra Heinzer, Victoria Dick, Raymond Quinn, Lee Wood, Tony Howes, Gordy Thelwell, Samantha Benson, Jonathan Carter, Ian Thompson, Stuart Stevens, David, AP Matt Lease, Matt Newby, Carl Flynn, Debbie Thompson. Len Martin, Dewey, Matt H, Francis Howell, Ivor Hewitt, J. Claire Davis, Elizabeth, Shaban, Sophie Nichols, Matt Garner, Martin, Josie, Matt Caffey, Debbie Hurley, Penny Simpson, Jason Spinks, Andy Robbins, Kath Everard, Gregory C, Paul Hibbert, Trish Alton, Anthony Howard, Brian Simpson, Nikki Genders, Matt Burrows, Martin Kaplan, Rachel Bullmore, Jenny Tamasebi, Ruth KP, Bernadette McCarthy, Amanda Murray Hind. Gail Seal, Liz Reese, Rich Skirm, Darren Roberts, Catherine Fenton, Adam Atkinson, Lisa Gibbon, Clark Gilmore, Karen Blade, Vicky Robbins, Luke Daniel, Julie Page, Kirk Shepherd, Andy Nichols, Viola Grepp, Maria Wicks. Running, Sophie Jake, Sam Wally, Ian Hales, Sherry Grubbs, Elliot Line, Cassie Jones, Rachel Bentley, Norms Dawson, Angela Foster Swales, Matt Jezioski. Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Running's BS. Let us know why you particularly hate running this week. Somebody who did just that is at J Runs Wales. And Jay says, Sunday's BS, Manchester Marathon, big 29-minute PB for me and first time getting sub four, but at the cost of my poor nipples. Oh, Oh, no. Never had this much trouble, but felt irritation from mile eight, then could see blood from mile 15. That's not good. Mile 15 as well. All I could do is look and laugh about it. What? That's not all you can do. No, no, no. Used my top at the end to wave like a flag and was shouting, you are all looking better than I did at the end. We have a picture. I mean, that's the episode cover, so everyone can see that. I feel like this picture, it looks like your nipples are like on your top. Like it looks like, <laughs> it looks it, like they have be- been removed. <laughs> it looks like he's been shot. It's horrific. I mean, how is he so happy? All I could do is look and laugh. No, What? If I get a bit of nipple irritation, I'm running with like, I'm holding the t-shirt off me and I've never got to 
blood stage. I don't think I've ever had blood. But when it starts to irritate, I've held the t-shirt away from my body and I would take it off. Running with that much blood is, and just being so happy about it is wrong. It's Could wrong. you imagine the shower afterwards? Oh my God. That's horrific. I feel like you need, you're going to need skin grafts after that. He's going to be down to the bone. Jesus. <sighs> horrific. And he's so happy about it. Yeah, he's loving life. God. God. It's like twofold as well. It's like the pain. But then it's also the embarrassment because it's really obvious. As oh, well. but there's always plenty, isn't there? There's yeah. always plenty. A, a big marathon, you'll always see a few men with it. It's, it's when it... His is just like the gunshots. It's when you get the blood and it's just dripping down as well with all oh, the sweat. That's yeah. when it's... Oh, my God. Horrific. He still, yeah, he needs to pay attention to the very first episode of this podcast which i believe was entitled nipples are bullshit oh we've yeah. been sorry yeah, i know you forget about these things Amy, but <laughs> we've been banging that drum for a long while yes <laughs> we've also had an email it says your podcast last week caused me complete and total bullshit i was off for my run after work headed home the weather was warm and i was not thrilled about that but i figured i'd get through my run started as i finished up a different podcast i've been listening to your podcast is next in the queue, and just as it starts, everything goes silent. I'm just over 3k into my run. I look down at my watch to try and see what's happening, and my watch is completely dead. What bullshit is this? I know I had enough battery power. A few moments later, I saw the telltale sign of the Garmin logo, meaning my watch had crashed trying to play your podcast. <laughs> Once the watch had fully rebooted, Yeah, made you look. Once the watch had fully rebooted, all of my data for this workout is completely fucked. What's worse is I can't seem to get the audio settings to try and get a podcast to play. After pressing all the buttons and muttering under my breath as I ran by some distressed locals, I was finally able to restart your bullshit. I finished my run, but now I have two separate workouts that aren't complete, and Training Peaks is saying my run was non-compliant. Bullshit. Lots of love from Japan. Stephen. Non-compliant, Stephen. You are, yeah. you have not complied with Garmin telling you how to live your life. Exactly. I think Fucking that's why Garmin. it probably crashed. Like, because we always sort of rag on Garmin for <laughs> being so demanding. It's like, right, we're going to take it a step further. We are not going to allow this negative propaganda. Yeah. Talking about us like this, we will not let you listen to them. No. It's like Apple. Like, we know what's best. You're yeah. not going to do that anymore. Garmin likes to tell you how to live your life. It's definitely going to crash again. Once again, wind your neck in Garmin. (laughs) It's the bullshit. (coughs) Running news. (laughs) Wow. And already, wow, we've really kind of banged through everything to get to the news. Yeah, the the big news. There's been some big news. Like Usually we struggle to find news. And this week's just been bam, bam, bam. A lot of news. So I'm sure everyone's seen this story about a top Scottish ultra runner who has been disqualified from a race for using a car during part of the route. This has been everywhere on social media. It's been all People over. Loved piping in on this. Oh yeah, everyone's got an opinion. And here's ours on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here you go. You're just gonna hear it all over again. But in case you've been living under a rock. We're going to like lay out what happened for you. Like, like I'm saying that like I was there and I was the reporter. No, I'm just going to tell you uh, this about this BBC. This article. is now a true crime podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 
Joe Zakrzewski finished third in the 2023 GB Ultras Manchester to Liverpool 50 mile race, but it's thought that she travelled by car for 2.5 miles. So the, the the article says it is thought, but I think it's pretty much been confirmed yes. by everyone and herself that she did. Yeah, she travelled by car for 2.5 miles, which firstly astounded me because I'm like, when I first read this, I was like, 2.5 miles in an ultra? That's like nothing, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like, just I'd want to go the, 10 miles. <laughs> it's one of the many weird things about this. Yeah, the 2.5, but it will make a bit of sense. Um, so she says she made a massive error by accepting the trophy for third Ooh. place. So this has really got people's backs up that not oh, only yeah. did she do that, which if you'd not fin- if you'd not placed, I guess, would just be one of those things. And maybe some people would even think, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just 2.5 miles in a 50 mile race, um, whatever. But yeah, she accepted the trophy for third place. Uh, she said her actions were not malicious and the incident was caused by a miscommunication. Hmm. So what she said happened was she'd become lost on the course around the halfway mark when her leg began to feel sore and she started to limp. So the pain became so bad that when she saw a friend on the side of the course, she accepted a lift in his car to the next checkpoints to tell the marshal that she was pulling out of the race. But she said when she got to the checkpoints to tell them that she was pulling out, they said, you'll hate yourself if you stop. Um, and she agreed to carry on in a non-competitive way, which is quite interesting because I don't know, like I feel like even me, who's always going to be in an ultra, I am finishing either dead last or like the last few ones. I feel like if I got a car 2.5, for me, there'd be no point. I know it is only 2.5, but I'd also feel like, I just feel like, well, I haven't ran all that way. So what's the point? But I don't know. I don't know. I sort of, I Mm. get it though. Like maybe some people would think, I've only gone two miles. I'll just finish for the sake of finishing. It's still, you know, 48 miles. I get it. Um, She said she made sure she didn't overtake the runner in front. Uh, She didn't want to interfere with their race. So to be fair, she said, I hold my hands up. I should have handed the trophy back and not had pictures taken, but I was feeling unwell and spaced out and not thinking clearly. Mm, yeah that's where i'm like i sort of get it but at the same time yeah yeah that's that's where it gets tricky and that that's the thing that has mostly pissed people off the fact she had the trophy there is a photo of her holding the trophy and smiling and i guess there are the mitigations around that not the excuses for her but the mitigations around that are that she was jet lagged i think she lives in australia and came all the way to uh, liverpool to do this race and ultras fuck you up ultras do completely mess you up and i guess Everyone says, you know, if you're okay, she's carrying on a non-competitive way. You cross the line. Everyone says, oh, well done. You say, no, 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 no. I didn't finish the race. That, the yeah. first thing you should say is you cross the line, if indeed you even cross the line. But for whatever reason, she didn't do that. And she yeah. just kind of, I guess she just went along with stuff. Because I guess people are like, yeah. here's a trophy. Here's a photo. You do this. You, and she's yeah, just gone, sure, yeah, whatever. I, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I think after, it, I, I think it all depends on, on how, she, how she was feeling when she finished and how that went about. Because if people were literally putting a trophy in her hand and then getting her to take a picture, I can imagine after running that far that maybe if you're a bit spaced out, you might just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I kind of get it. Um. Wayne Drinkwater, who's the director of GB Ultras, said after the event, there was no attempt by Joe to make us aware of what had happened and to give us an opportunity to correct the results or return the third prize trophy during the course of the subsequent seven days. So mm. she, this wasn't reported until seven days yeah. later. And that's like the next day or when I got home, if that is, I'm talking like this would ever happen to me. But if something like that happened to me. By the time I'd gotten home, the next day, you'd probably be like, oh, shit. Because you'd look at it on Strava. 
Yeah, and you because this was on her Strava. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, you know what? I've done something really silly. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was. The thing is, I think maybe she was too embarrassed. But then at the same time, if you're a professional athlete, then you sort of you, these things that, happen. You've that is the thing about this. Like, yeah, the article doesn't really say it in this, but she is a pro. She's really experienced. She's yeah. got national records. She yeah. knows her shit. She knows what she's doing. I think that's why Scottish athletics kind of came out, not quite defending her, but saying like, we need to talk to her because something really strange has happened. Because obviously they yeah. know her so well. She's got no reason to do this. She's not some random person doing their first ever ultra who think yeah, they can yeah. get away with it or some random person in China who doesn't understand running culture and just thinks, well, fuck it, if you can get away with it, it's fine. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. And for her to do this, as you said, for two, to take a two and a half miles doesn't make sense. No. So that's why there's just so many strange things around this that, mm. yeah, and people are just furious about it. Yeah. So she did say, I'm an idiot and I want to apologise to Mel, who I think was the actual third place, um, the person who finished in for third place. It wasn't malicious. It was a miscommunication. I would never purposefully cheat. And this was not a target race. But I don't want to make excuses. Sounds like some excuses. But okay. I mean, no, <laughs> but it's I fair. Get I, think it. it's, I get it. You can give reasons. Yes. But they're not necessarily excuses. Yes, I totally get that. So we tweeted about this. And I'm glad to say it's actually one of our kind of most engaged um tweets we've had for a very long time and basically i was just saying that you know people are going to be angry and disappointed and confused by this and that's fine because that's an actual reaction but the main point was you don't have to be a dick about it yeah. like she knows she's cheated she has been punished it's you know it's been taken off her she's in the news everywhere everyone is having a go at her there's no need to be a dick and just yeah. like to pile on further no, okay, you don't have to forgive her necessarily. You don't, and also, like, it's kind of got nothing really to do with anyone else. But a lot of people were just reacting with anger and aiming it at her, calling her a cheat and a liar and a terrible person. And it's just like, there's just, there's just no need. It doesn't affect you that badly. There are reasons for it. And, you know, actually, and even straight away, I think the original tweet from the woman who did actually finish third just said she was in a cut off for two and a half miles. I don't think we knew at the time whether she'd actually cut two and a half miles off the course. She might have just been in the car, gone two and a half miles, gone back to where she started. Mm. We didn't, I don't think we knew that at the time. So she may have got out of the car where she left the course, which in which cases might have been okay, but probably mm. still wasn't. So it's just, there's no need, you know, when these things happen, there's just no need to be a dick. You know, and you get, sometimes gets really personal as well like commenting oh, yeah, on yeah, job really. and stuff and i just think okay so worst possible scenario she purposefully cheated okay and she yeah. did this and da, 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 so she could get third prize and get even if there's like prize money or whatever which it being an ultra i can't imagine there's a lot if there is prize yeah. money um in the grand scheme of of life and things it's not the most horrific immoral thing in the world of course cheating's wrong of course it's bad for the sport blah 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 but then comment on that person and their actions as an athlete. There's no need to get into like being personal and commenting on her date because she's a doctor, like a medical yeah. doctor, right? Uh, it's like commenting on her day job and stuff. Yeah, sure, people might want to talk about the ethics of going in a car and doing things like that. But I think when it gets personal, there's there's no need. There, there's worse things happening in the world. There's yeah. no need to be getting personal about these things. In the grand scheme of things, it yeah. doesn't really matter. And people say, you know, we call into question her previous results. Well, you know what? That's a job for Scottish athletes. Athletics, and yeah. they will look into that now. They will, you know, she set records and things. 
where it's applicable, they will go back and have a look at things just to double check. And her employer, presumably the NHS, may well have a little look into some things as well. I would guess they probably won't find anything because cheating in a race is very different from cheating as a doctor. I don't know how I, I hate I hate stuff like that. I hate the idea that if you cheat in a race and then your employer could be... Because it's not like you're taking... Even like things like taking banned substances and drugs, even that, like I don't know, I, it's, it's so many worlds away from your professional practice. She mm. hasn't hurt anyone. She's not pushed someone into a canal so that she can get third place. You know, yeah. in the, it, they they shouldn't be investigating her in a professional capacity in that sense, in terms of her job as a doctor. Yeah, investigate her past results, whatever. But surely we can see this is not a black and white thing. It's a grey area in terms of, yeah, it might be wrong in the context of competition and in the context yeah. of rules, like breaking any rules in a competition is wrong and you get disqualified and, and whatever else might happen. But that doesn't mean she needs to be investigated by her employer. Like, come on, get a yeah, grip. Yeah, it's like she is going to be remembered for this for a long time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if we do kind of accept her reasons for it, you've got to feel a bit of sympathy for her, for her that she's going to be remembered for this for a long time. I just feel sympathy that this is just becoming like a massive attack on her character and stuff in, 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 in such depth. Like, yeah, her character is a professional athlete. Her character is an ultra runner, maybe. Yeah, that's going to tarnish. If you do make a big mistake like this, whether it's you know a mistake or if you do something like this, of course that's going to affect your reputation. But in terms of the other aspects of her life, like that's just going too far. There's no, there's no need for it. Like, come on <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah we'll move on to some even worse news <laughs> so let's go with the other big story this week is about black spectators being targeted at their boston marathon cheer zone i guess allegedly we should potentially yeah. say because yeah, there's no maybe, clear proof on this i mean but, i don't well, think like boston yeah. police are gonna come and sue us <laughs> well you never know i put the word in now so it's fine we can say whatever we want so there was a large police presence at mile 21 in newton during the boston marathon as cops lined up their bikes between a cheer section and the race course and you could see from the i saw the videos of this and you can very clearly see that the police are on one side of the course and that side and they are sort of with their bikes so they're using their bikes as sort of a, a barrier and then they're stood behind yeah. their bikes all along one, one side and i was following this on twitter so there's been as usual oh, if you just if you want to make your day worse just read the comment section on stuff oh, like this never read the comments just read the, the twitter threads because they are insane but 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 okay so I, uh, it looked like, yes, there was a very heavy police presence and it was, a, it did seem over the top. And I, I think if you're, if, if you're a black person who has experienced this sort of constant racism throughout your life, I probably think you're, you're an expert at recognizing it, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm most likely to believe people who are um, sort of experiencing these things. If you're, if you're gay, you're probably going to be an expert at knowing what homophobia is because you've experienced it so much. So I am, I am of course inclined to believe those people that were there experiencing it because that is going to be, you know, that they had those experiences all their life. So I, the Boston police, were responding they said there were three incidents of people encroaching onto the road to block runners yes which i'm pretty sure i feel like happens in a lot of places where there are cheer zones where there are lots of spectators they just gradually work their way into the road a little bit for the high fives and to pass things over and that's the thing that the runners world article in particular i don't think it went into an up depth on like did this happen anywhere else were there incidents on other parts of the course and did the police respond the same? Because that's the important thing. Yeah. Of Was the response 
consistent all across the course or was it targeted at these cheer zones so this is where i was trying to piece it together on twitter so i'm just going to tell you what i've read on twitter mm-hmm. and that might be wrong people lie on the internet to further their <laughs> agenda etc so i'm just gonna wait say, well, what i know i know it's crazy um so from the stuff i read on twitter there was one side of the argument which was saying that yes they were going into the road and they were doing confetti cannons and they were saying this is the 10th anniversary of the boston bombing and the confetti cannons were really scary uh the thing is people like that you click through to their twitter profile and they've got like a load of trump stuff and things like that so when when these things suddenly are put into context you're like "Mm." things to say is that yes they were going into the road yes they were doing their confetti cannons but the people who were chiming in who would run it and were different parts of the course were saying confetti cannons are really common along all the course Mm. because that was something else people were saying like oh it's wet and the confetti was slippery underfoot and all this well there's a guy out sweeping i think one of their guys was out Mm. sweeping but also like there was confetti cannons at other parts of the course so why aren't they being pleased in the same way um they're also saying that people other parts of the course go outside um they're also saying uh people at other parts of the course were going into the road and hugging people i think that's just something that happens at at marathons you know it's just one of those things yeah um they're also saying and i'm not too familiar with boston of course but they were saying that this was mainly like a quite uh posh mainly white neighborhood and they the people that were living in the houses were complaining that they were being too loud and they were playing music too loud and it was shaking their house (laughs) and all that it's like come on it's a marathon like that's that's awesome like oh most city marathons i've run they've been like live bands and stuff and yeah. drummers i'm sure it's shaking everyone they would house. love cheer zones like that yeah yeah it's fantastic so so yeah i i think the issue is that they they were being they were being targeted because there is an argument that that maybe they want people out of the road and maybe they don't want people um you know running in and doing this and that but okay but you need to do that all the way along the course and that there was also somebody saying that there's like a sort of college housing area you know with like um fraternities living Mm -hmm. around there and they're all like they get really drunk on boston marathon day and they go into the course and they play loud music but they weren't being policed in the same way again this is just what i'm reading from twitter so whether this is Mm -hmm. actually true i don't know but they were saying that the in in that sort of area that that they were the the college sort of frat boys were doing basically the same thing but they weren't being policed so whether or not they were running into the road or not i don't think really matters because it's happening all along the course what matters is that they were being specifically targeted and almost boxed in so they were boxed they were like stopped from going into the into the road but then they, i think they were boxed in all the way around which is mm. you know they, we call it like kettling in the uk don't you, you yeah well i don't think in. it was quite as extreme as that but no no but the idea of blocked, like yeah. The idea of being like boxed in rather not just sort of told and putting a barrier between you and the road, but actually like to be surrounded is a different type of thing, isn't it? It's very strange. Yeah. Something I did like from this as well, one of those groups, I believe believe they're called the Pioneers, they're going to be setting up their own Boston Marathon because they were saying actually the Boston Marathon isn't really in boston like i think it said something like 97 percent of the course isn't actually in boston it's in lots of other towns and it kind of it avoids a lot of the black neighborhoods yeah so they're going to put on their own race i think they're calling it the 26.2 marathon which is very nice um around actual boston neighborhoods which would reflect a lot more of the population of boston Oh, I think this is the thing as well, because a lot of people in the comment threads, again, I'm not familiar with the geography of uh, of Boston and America in, ge- in general in that in that detail, but they were saying that this area isn't actually Boston. Um, and 
and like I said, it's a very affluent white neighborhood, and that is another reason for almost like these racial tensions and being targeted, mm. and that the residents were the ones calling the police for for people being too loud. And it's like, come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, side note here on the Boston Marathon, the, there's a documentary on Netflix about the Boston bomber ten years ago. Really, really good. Yeah. Really interesting. Absolutely bonkers story. Not something I really thought about or noticed at the time but yeah incredible story well the funny thing is as well they were saying like oh well it's because they don't want people running into the road and doing this because it's the 10th anniversary of the boston bomber the boston bomber was fucking white wasn't he yeah. <laughs> not the people you should be racially profiling <laughs> yeah, yeah. come on <laughs> of course runner's world classy as always uh their take-home story from the boston marathon was about a runner shitting in someone's front lawn mm. love that <laughs> i'm glad to say that all the comments were roundly telling runners world to fuck off like imagine how long you'd be worrying and holding it in before finally just dropping your shorts right in the front yard in front of everyone i mean come on it's like a nightmare situation and for a worldwide running website to call you out is pretty shitty could you imagine oh. could you imagine you're having the worst day of your life and you're having to shit in someone's front lawn the tension and then runners world plaster you all over the front page um, i'm not i'm not sure they did it personally i don't they, I think they said there was cctv of it but they didn't yeah. use a photo they didn't use a name but even so like oh, you would be on. running along for so either it's like a snap thing that it has to happen now or you've just like clenched for two hours and you're like, fuck, I'm, gonna, I'm just going yeah. to have to go. I cannot, I have to go. That is awful. And just to have to do it in front of all those people is yeah. horrible. And like all the comments were just saying, fuck off, stop, leave this poor person alone. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, you know, there, we have talked about previous stories where people have been shitting in people's lawns, but that's like, that's been people going out and literally doing it every day. Like That's, that's like an intentional ongoing thing. Yeah, 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 this is just somebody who's, you know, I mean, it's not nice, a bit gross, but it's just one of those things. I don't, you don't really want to be on one of the most popular running websites in the world, do you? Oh, yeah, that's that's harsh for someone. Oh, sorry, they had a bad race. Yep. <laughs> um, we also got sent an Instagram post of a woman who finished Boston. She looked back at the photos and found another woman also wearing her number because she searched by her number on the photos and this other woman turned up. Yeah. Now, this other woman's like smiling at the cameras, posing with her medal. And it just makes it really unclear whether she's intentionally copied a number, which you'd think she'd probably, like, not pose for photos and things, or whether she's just bought it somewhere and is just naive enough to think that it's fine. Like, she she, she obviously didn't get a T-shirt at the end. She got the medal because they hand those out. I think the T-shirts are separate. And she just didn't know any better. And you think, like, for a marathon runner, Boston is a big enough deal to... People must know how to get in. Like, there's a qualification process or there's ways you can pay your way in and you'd think if you're a marathon runner, you must know about that. But if she's not American, she's not living in America, perhaps she doesn't know. I just, I kind of assume someone has sold it to her, perhaps as part of like a travel deal, because those things do exist. I know for New York, especially, they do that. So they've sold it to her as a travel deal. It's like, here's your number. And they've just like fraudulently made a number and made a shitload of money off her. But mm. re- imagine going through your photos and seeing someone else wearing your number. I mean, 
I don't know whether he'd still be covering it or whether he's still active, but that Marathon Investigates, I used to <sighs> love that blog. So he used yeah. to investigate people who copied bibs and a lot of like run Disney stuff because there were so many people at run yeah. Disney who were like copying but bibs. But how would you know? Because like the, the, the bib details is just going to give the details of the original runner. How well, would you ever identify but, this but person? But this is what I'm thinking in terms of like, oh, why would you pose for photos? Some of those people who were in the end, they did admit to like copying stuff and like running in somebody else's bibs and all yeah. that. And co- you know, all of that. They were just brazenly pose for photos like they didn't give a shit and that's why they were caught because he'd just go through and like find these people over and over again so i yeah i mean hopefully yeah it's just a naivety thing and she just bought off a dodgy travel agent or something she's been but, conned somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> oh dear weird Something a bit close to home, moving on from Boston, the Great Island Run turned out to be not so great as runners were misdirected early on and the male and female winners both broke their world records. Hey! But the misdirection cut 1.5 kilometres off the distance. <laughs> oh. And 2,000 runners who took part in the Irish Championship race were left a bit short. So the Irish Athletic Association has since said the results will stand for the championship race albeit with a big asterisk. That's a really fucking big asterisk. Oh, yeah. 1.5 kilometers. Um, and the 465 runners in that category will be offered complimentary places at an upcoming national 5K, 5-mile or 10-mile road race. Really odd odd uh, distances. Uh, nothing on the plebs at the back, though. Yeah, there was 2,000 people altogether, but 460 of those were in, like, the championship race. So they're, like, mm-hmm. the elite club runners. So they'll get a free race at one of the other championships so they can compete. But there's nothing so far on everyone else. Because obviously a lot of the other people are saying like, well, we should get a refund because yeah. we didn't run 10K. But is I, it, I, it's like a big, in terms of like the percentage of your kilometers, like 1.5 off a 10K is quite a yeah. lot. You know? But again, it's one of those things potentially, again, like we always say, terms and conditions I doubt you have a leg to stand on. You probably can't get your money back on that, unfortunately. It's just a shitty thing to do by the race organisers, isn't it? Because they've fucked up. They should hold their hands up and they should offer me... Like I said, if maybe it was a marathon... Uh, maybe then you know you get away with the masses being like well we're not going to re you know reimburse yeah. you it's, it's a longer race but for 10k to miss out on like 1.5k of that like nah yeah at first they were just said like the results have been like voided completely and it's not going to count but then i think they realized oh shit we kind of need to have a 10k championships yeah. so i guess we'll put those results in as they are but just like big asterisks to say like wasn't actually a 10k sorry so, everyone so i take it they didn't break any world records either no they didn't actually do 10k in 26 minutes unfortunately for them okay never mind um and we are recording before the london marathon so i'm sure we'll have some shitty costume records for you all next time oh i I need to enter the ballot because the the only like i've been entering the ballot every year anyway but now i have a new motivation for entering the ballot which is yeah i'm gonna get in yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna get the record for running as a teabag I, 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 in my head I've already designed the costume I know yeah. how to make it yeah 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 it's gonna yeah. happen so I need to I've got like a few days to enter the ballot haven't I it's not one day anymore or anything like that you get a bit of time so yeah I'm gonna yeah. enter the ballot see how I do <laughs> this needs to happen so Stuart what have you got coming up next uh, I'm gonna start actually doing some proper long runs um, and because I need to do long runs obviously in the next two weeks I've got two one mile races lined up because that yeah, because of course, and that just ruins everything for the next few days as well. So yeah. that ruins my mileage. I've got another, I've got a hill race on Tuesday as well. So again, I'm not going to be able to really do any long runs because I've got races to do again. So nice. 
good for me. I love a mile race though. I'm still trying to encourage anyone that hasn't done a mile race, you need to get into them because you you have not known pain until you've done a one mile. Yeah, no way. If you like pushing yourself, that is you know, that's the, best, the best way to do it. The best mile races are the local ones you do where kids are involved as well because those fuckers will just overtake you like it's nothing. You know? And they will absolutely batter the first 200 meters and then they'll just cry. Yeah. yeah. I, never, I know adults that have done that as well. So, <laughs> How about you? I guess nothing. Yeah, I've got the how um, like I've always spoken about. So that's two, two weeks, weeks time, time. something like that. Yeah. I'd lost track of time. 30 miles. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on the start line. Hopefully going to finish it. I'm more worried about injuries now because like I said, I've been sat on the sofa, literally just sat on the sofa for a week and a half like not moving not going for, even for walks um so everything's like a bit tight and a bit achy so that's my main concern is um i'm sure i can do the distance even if i walk the whole bloody thing but uh yeah my main concern is i don't want to get injured and have to have to pull out so we'll see we'll see yeah and for people that do listen along as these come out we have rejigged the fortnightly schedule <laughs> a little bit because you know if amy's traveling around doing ultras we don't want to record on that weekend so i think there's probably going to be a week delay to the next episode just so we've got plenty of time so amy can give us a full proper rendition of uh, what happened in these races so there might yes. be it might not be strictly be fortnightly for the next few months but you know sorry yeah <laughs> if you've enjoyed the bullshit visit runningisbs.com see the show notes the links from this episode and the whole back catalog as well as links to our patreon our merch stores and our social medias goodbye Yeah, I don't want to drop a ball like a park run.